Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on a Thursday. Randy Rainwater off tonight. I'm Rick Schaefer in Northwest Arkansas, and now we're joined by... And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer, Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Thought out a little bit today, Trey. It's a little bit nicer in Fayetteville. Yeah. I think it's like a balmy 40 degrees or something, right? Yeah, 42. I think it got up to. That's right. Nice. Feels like 90 after the last week. Yeah, not bad yeah, exactly. at all. Yeah. Well, now that you're a basketball guy, too, and you've always watched basketball, Matt Zimmerman was sure. on with us in, in, he, in our last caller. We didn't really get a chance to answer very well, but maybe you can explain this for us. He asked Matt, how can Arkansas beat Duke and Purdue? Barely beat A and M and struggled to beat anybody else. How how can this be the same team? Got any answers on that? Well, I mean, it's the start of January. That's just typical, right? That's just what Arkansas does. <laughs> yeah, they start right. off slow in January. They start figuring out that their uh, team built around defense, and and then they they start getting a lot better. So that's your guess is as good as mine. I think you know Musselman has really been experimenting a lot and some of it's just been forced on his rotation. You know, he's still been playing seven to eight guys for the most part. There's been guys sprinkled in here and there that'll get, you know, three minutes or a minute or something like that. But it's it's still been seven to eight guys just like he's always had. The difference has been it's been different just about every game. I think the only guys in SEC play at least that have been consistently out there have been Trevon Brazil and Tremont Mark. I mean, that's it, right? So yeah. at Devo, I think, probably just three of those games. And then uh, Jeremiah Davenport, I think, has been pretty consistent, 15 to 25 minutes or so like that. And, and about three of the games, too, not all four. Graham, maybe, somewhere in there, too, about, uh, you know, in, in those, you know, reserve-type minutes, top reserve-type minutes. But uh, it's been all over the place with everybody else. I mean, L. Ellis... L. Ellis hasn't played. You talk about the Duke game. He hasn't seen double-digit minutes since Duke. He played like no. 31 against Duke. And then I think the most he's seen is like nine since then until, last, until well, day before yesterday against Texas A&M. So uh, I think they're just trying to get things settled out. And, you know, there are moments where you say, okay, this is a game. You know, Minifield had 32 points a few games yeah, ago. Yeah, right. And... Has, and had 14 the next and has just been super quiet since then. And he had like four fouls in nine minutes or something against Texas A&M. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, Devo, Devo is a guy that's always going to be there. Or I shouldn't say always going to be there, but they're going to count on him being there. And sometimes you don't know what you're going to get from, from Devo. But, uh, you know, three of the last four games, he's been a pretty, you know, a regular uh, in the rotation. I guess the was maybe the Florida game where he didn't didn't play very much. So he's still playing seven, eight guys for the most part, the majority of the minutes, but it's just been a different seven to eight. And so hopefully after this game, they'll be able to, to build on that. And as we said before going in, they need the same guys that they recruited out of the transfer portal uh, to be impact players, to be impact players. And again, nothing against Joseph Pinion. I think he can help them from time to time. It's just they need some other guys to be uh, the guys for him. They need L. Ellis to be. L. Ellis averaged 
17.7 points a game last year at Louisville. Yeah. You know, it was well over 30% from three. I think he's like 25% from three. And uh, he's averaging like five and a half points a game. Uh, you know, Caleb Battle was supposed to be a three-point ace. And I asked yeah. Muscleman about him because we have not seen Battle much at all lately. No. And he was the guy that I thought might be their best transfer addition just because of how well he shoots the three. But we haven't seen him out there. And so, no. uh, and I don't, I don't know. You know, I ask Muscleman, sometimes you ask a question, and you know the answer that you're going to get, you know, but you ask the question to get the answer. And I knew he was going to finish it up with, yeah, it doesn't matter who I don't play. I know I'm going to get the question of why didn't so-and-so play. Sure. Uh, but, you know, we have to ask the question. And Caleb Battle, I think that's been a bit of a mystery. And so, yeah, uh, we'll see how things go against South Carolina. Returning home should be a great crowd noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully they can kind of do this turning the corner thing that we've seen him do in the past i will say though it still feels a little different to me than uh, than it has the last couple of years and i say that last year i remember tweeting out that uh, this is not an ncaa tournament team and turns out they were a sweet 16 team beat the number one team in the country yeah yep. it's amazing well okay so you asked about Khalif battle did anybody today at the press conference ask about bragging about Joseph Pinion uh, in the last game and not playing him at all in this one? Anybody even ask the question? Uh, I, I believe Musselman brought it up. Um, what did he say? I believe I, I believe he brought it up just talking about, uh, you know, when, I think kind of talking about the rotation. and But j- also it's not just the game, it's practices and how things go together. And, you know, brought up it's also both ends of the court. Not just offense, but defense, and you know that's probably an area that that Pinion struggles a little bit more. And Arkansas has to be a a strong defensive team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it all kind of just was encompassed in that idea that uh, they're not going to be a team that plays eleven, twelve guys. They're going to be a team that plays seven or eight. Yeah, they defended Taylor so well. He didn't need anybody anybody to help out on that, did they? <laughs> anyway. Well, he scored 41. Hey, with, with, hey, if the defense yeah. wasn't any better than that, he might have scored 55. But yeah. anyway, well, okay. I don't so think I think there was room for easily for two players to score 30 points with uh, the way they were calling fouls. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so uh, you hinted at this the other day, and now it looks like there are more Razorbacks in football that we know their status. You want to talk yes. about that a little bit? I feel like we've got it figured out pretty close. I mean, uh, you know, Jeremy Cook would be one guy that uh, the the commitment, you know, Jeremy Cook has been committed since the summer and didn't sign in, in the early signing period, which is a head scratcher. Makes you feel like maybe this is a guy that, uh, you know, they don't end up signing. Maybe he gets placed somewhere or something like that. And if that's the case, that would put the number right now down to 83. Rick, I'm close. I'm close, close to him. I'm How about there. that? How about yeah. that? Yeah, uh, you knew good. it was going to happen sometime, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, just looking at, at um, you know, we can look at scholarship distribution or, you know, kind of go over the, maybe the, fa- the final status of some of these super seniors. So what I've got right now on super senior, and this is going to be, if everything holds, this will be the most super seniors they've ever had. And really? what's crazy about that is there are nine players from last year's roster that – had the option to return to Arkansas as super seniors that aren't. And they still are going to have a dozen super seniors on this roster. So that is just absolutely wild. The most that they've had was 11 in that 2021 season where they went went 9-4. and four. So I've got, and this is as close to official as you can get, as close to official as you can get without like a, an official press release. Tyrone Broden, Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Teslaw, now, Tyrone Broden, I've confirmed that, you know, he has never said anything official, but I've confirmed that's the case. Um, and then Tykeus Crawford, who announced on his own, Jashad Stewart, is, his status is unchanged. He's still indefinitely suspended. He would not be indefinitely suspended if he weren't part of the team. <laughs> as mm. weird as that sounds, you know, good they would point. just say. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not part of the team. Kind of like they did, you know, when Trey Williams had uh, an incident. Um, you know, they didn't say anything. You know, he's not part of the team. So, um, so Jashad Stewart, Eric Gregory, we reported that one earlier. Gregory had never put anything out, but we reported that. Uh, able, I am able to confirm on Kiwi Rose, 
able to confirm on Hudson Clark, two more guys who haven't said anything about it, and Keon Stewart, another who hasn't said anything about it. So Tyrone Broden, Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Tesla, Takias Crawford, Jashad Stewart, Eric Gregory, Kevi Rose, Hudson Clark, and Keon Stewart. That's nine super seniors who are coming back, taking advantage of that bonus year. And plus, they've added three more. They've added three more. They've added Anton Junka, Junka, let me get it right. Junkaj, <laughs> Anton Junkaj, Danico Slaughter, and Matthew Shipley. Matthew Shipley, the, the kicker from Hawaii. He's a super mm-hmm. senior. So mm-hmm. they've added those three guys. So that's 12 totals. The guys that are, we know are leaving, obviously, KJ Jefferson hit the transfer portal. Francis Sherman is retiring. I've hinted at that for a while because that's what I've heard. Able to confirm that now. Francis Sherman uh, won't be a part of the team uh, as a super senior, not playing in their transfer portal. Bo Limmer is obviously playing in the East-West Shrine Bowl and, and going to try his hand at the NFL. Brady Latham won't be back with the team either. Now, I assume Brady Latham's going to, you know, at least try his hand at the NFL. But what I know for sure is that he's not taking advantage of his super senior year at Arkansas. Marcus Miller, the expectation is that he will collegiately retire. Um, Torian Carter, we know, is transferring. Anthony Booker is transferring. Malik Chavis is transferred. And uh, Dwight McLaughlin is is. Uh, obviously going to try to get drafted in the NFL. He's also playing in the East-West Shrine game. So that's where things stand right now with uh, with everybody that has the option uh, to return as as a super senior. Very good. And we, and we kind of we talked about all the um, the medical hardships and stuff yesterday. So um, yeah, a few players taking advantage of medical hardships also. So that gets the number down to. What I believe is 83 right now. And probably, maybe I'm off somewhere with one guy. I don't know. But I'm, I'm pretty close to it. I still think I still think they need to add at least one defensive tackle. And maybe they look at moving Caleb James down inside. You know, he was 6'4", 276 as a true freshman last year. So maybe that's something that they look at um, to help shore that up. But still, I would still like to see them add another defensive tackle, even if that is the case. And I'd like to see him add a, a, a more veteran linebacker to go with uh, with Sori and uh, probably an offensive lineman or two. I would say two. I've got him at 14 scholarship offensive linemen right now. To me, I like 17 offensive linemen. Uh, I think at least 16, minimum 15, bare minimum 15. So would like to see them add one and really two offensive linemen. So still... Um, some wiggle room also you got to consider that um, what is there like maybe four guys that aren't enrolling early so uh, if that's the case then you could technically have 85 guys on scholarship in the spring and then you know have four of them leave or whatever and then you know the others come in uh, in the summer as long as at one point you only have 85 uh, then you're good. So there is a little bit of wiggle room there to uh, to work with the roster, which and is good because it's it's a juggling act. And what you're saying is there's room for three, maybe four transfers from Alabama if you can get them. Right, <laughs> if you can yeah. get them. Sure That's thing. good because there's still some of them out there. That's okay. good. Okay, so you mentioned, obviously, the, it's intriguing when you think about three the three receivers you mentioned who all came into the program last year from other programs, yes. Armstrong, Tesla, and Broden. How do you think they fit in what Bobby Petrino likes to do? Yeah, well, I mean, Armstrong would obviously be a guy that you look at as the leader of that group, the leading receiver, yardage, catches, uh, touchdowns, I I would guess. I can't remember. I I would assume touchdowns. But, uh, you know, I I think Isaac Tesla was misused. I'm I'm just not a big fan of this new trend of putting 6'3", 6'4", guys in the slot. And I get that there's the opportunity to, to have a mismatch. But, you know, Traylon Burks was a freak show. So, okay, I get it. You know, he was 6'2", 6'3", 6'3", at Arkansas, 6'2", in the NFL. Uh, but, he, you know, he's a, he's a freak athlete. Uh, it didn't work that well with Jaden Hazelwood, and it didn't work that well when they did it with, with Tesla last year. So 
I want to see them go to a quicker guy in there. Jordan Anthony, Isaiah Satania, Bryce Stevens, those three guys would fit in there. They also, you know, work Jaden Wilson a lot in the slot. You know, I didn't I didn't see that as a game changing move or anything. So I would like to see them go with a smaller guy and then, you know, have your bigger wide receivers on the outside. Andrew Armstrong, Isaac Tesla, Tyrone Broden. Tyrone Broden's another guy that I think can have uh, a much better year than he had last year. I, I just think that he has uh, potential to be a jump ball guy. I know. I know that Petrino, uh, you know, has utilized different size wide receivers. We think back to Arkansas. You know, they had Greg Childs, who was a bigger wide receiver, and you know Joe Adams, who was you know probably shorter, medium size. Jerry's Wright, probably what five eleven, something maybe five five eleven, probably. Um, you know, so Kobe Hamilton probably six two, six three. And uh, so they, they, he's utilized all kinds of different size wide receivers at Arkansas. Uh, I just think that Tess Law, to go back to your question, just wasn't used properly. I mean, the guy tests off the charts. I mean, speed-wise, one of the faster players on the team. People say he's not fast enough. Well, he's one of the faster on the team. And, you know, as far as, like, jumping, like his broad jump and his uh, his vertical were among the elite top on the team also. So his testing numbers need to translate out on the football field. And there's, I know what everybody's thinking, anybody who's been probably a football coach or anything's thinking, well, there's a difference between football, you know, athleticism, football speed and and measurements and stuff. There is sometimes, obviously. But uh, I just think, you know, that's a good, vertical jump and broad jump are a pretty good measure of explosiveness. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I would just like to see his talents utilized better because I think he's a lot better player than what we saw last year. You mentioned as a possible guy in the slot, Bryce Stevens. He was in the transfer yeah. portal, came out. Do you think that Petrino looks at him as maybe being more valuable than the previous group did and maybe said, hey, why don't you come out and give us yeah. give us a shot? He probably said, you know, you mean the guy that returned a punt return and changed the game against us is in the portal? <laughs> Probably, that's probably what he said. Because <laughs> I mean, if you remember, there's like eight minutes something left, and they're winning, and then Bryce Stevens returns that punt return for a touchdown and changes the whole outlook of the game against Missouri State when Petrino was here before. So maybe he said, "Hey, we could probably use that guy." Uh, so uh, I, I would think that. First of all, I think they got too many receivers. You know, I, I would, it, in some kind of way, it feels like there's got to be some type of shakeup. Twelve wide receivers. I mean, that's a lot. Ten. That's a lot. Ten is the number, in my opinion. Twelve is. I mean, they didn't have. What did they have last year? It's like eight or something. Yeah. You know, they were under. They were under last year, and uh, maybe maybe they got up to nine, but uh, they were they were probably under the ideal mark. But to me, that's that's too many wide receivers, and you know. In this day, like if you have two wide too many two too many wide receivers, and then you're too short somewhere else. So you you can manage your roster perfectly now. I mean, you can build a perfect roster in terms of what you need at every position. And before the transfer portal, uh, you you were just kind of stuck with what you got. You know, you had to, you had to manage your roster three four years out ahead uh, to make sure that you had everybody where you needed to be. Now you can do it year to year. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there was a little bit of shake up there. But to me, that's that's just a couple too many wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. And, and obviously, when spring practice starts, as you've mentioned before, players can go into and out of the transfer portal yeah. after spring practice. So they may learn a lot during the spring, don't you think? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. We talked about that a little yesterday. You know, somebody might not um, might decide they don't gel that well with Bobby Petrino, who can be can be tough and intense <laughs> and a culture shock. And uh, so that's definitely possible. Or uh, you know, with Eric Mateos, I think we you know you know you may not find you like your position coach. You don't gel that well with them. Or this guy who transferred in is ahead of you on the depth chart. Well, why is he ahead of me? You know, I've been here. And, you know, there's all kinds of things that can play a role into what we see. But having said that, that was certainly the case last year. There were possibilities for that with a change in coordinators. And and we saw one guy, Landon Rogers, was the only guy that entered the transfer portal uh, after spring football last Mm -hmm. year. Wow. 
Well, speaking of all those wide receivers, one of them, Isaiah Satania, says no track this year, just football yep. for me. The incoming transfer, Jordan Anthony. Now, remember, this guy was second in the NCAA in the 60 meters last year, so he's a track star, and evidently he is going to run track. Will that put him behind in football, or does it matter because he's that fast? Yeah, I don't know that it, it – I mean, I get the idea of wanting to focus on – football and I think that Satania's career so far hasn't probably lived up to his expectation or our expectations for him and maybe he feels like narrowing his focus and concentrating more on football is is the right option for him whereas you know Jordan Anthony that's I mean (laughs) he's pretty competitive not that Satania isn't but you're talking about I mean that's near world class yeah, um, absolutely. We're talking about Anthony's speed, so it's I, I can see why maybe it would be tough for him to give that up when you know maybe he could have a a future also in track. Not that you know Satania is not an excellent. I mean he's he won all four of his events at the state championship, but uh, you know this is we're talking like maybe more nationally competitive here with Anthony. Uh, so, uh, but I, I think that I think that Satania is making the right move. I think that uh, you know if things aren't working out exactly the way you know you have thought as your standard. Then you know you reevaluate your situation and look at what you need to cut out. I can remember um, you know when my daughter came into this world and uh, you know I like playing video games and like playing golf. I probably pared all my hobbies down to video games and golf and <laughs> one of them had to go you know? <laughs> and so you know at least I'm still able to get outside and, and play golf now so um, but you, you got to make choices in life I I'd interviewed this nice young lady the other day uh, for an internship and you know asked her where she saw herself you know five years from now and she saw herself doing all kinds of different things all this stuff and I you know just told her politely I was like you know I hate to tell you this but as you get older you got to cut out that stuff. You got to pare yourself down. It's it's the unfortunate reality of this world. You got to make choices, and so that's maybe what Satania has done. Also, we only have so much time here. You got to maximize what you do have. That's for yep. sure. Okay, Trey. Thanks very much. Thanks for the update. We'll talk yep. to you again tomorrow. You. That's Trey Biddy. We're back on Drive Time Sports with Chris Turnage when we return right after this. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. It's trade-in time at Guatney Chevrolet. Kick off the new year in style and comfort with the 2024 Chevy Equinox. Yours for just $23,999 with a qualifying trade-in. Or the iconic Chevy Silverado. Snag it for under $48,000 with your trade-in. Visit GuatneyChevrolet.com or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville to learn more. We'll see you soon. Chevrolet, together let's drive. Well, now all the decorations are down, and you're looking around thinking, we really ought to freshen up the place. It's a new year, and the best time to save at Lazy Boy. The inventory overstock sale is here. Upgrade every room in your home. Hot buys all over the store. Fabric recliners starting at $3.99. Leather recliners only $7.99. Stop by Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor for their inventory overstock sale. Up to 50% off store-wide. Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock. Long live the Lazy. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically. 
which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics. Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Dinner for two for 60 bucks. There ain't nothing cheap about this meal. Because you're going to get the Riverfront Salad Bar for two. That's the largest salad bar in North America. And then you're going to get that filet, 10 ounce. And I'm talking about prime cut uh, filet, 10 ounce plus four of the double F fried shrimp. Count the size of your hand. Then pick out two sides, whether it's tabachi fried rice with chicken, baked potato, onion rings, mashed potatoes, supreme. Spinach Supreme, French fries, zucchini, or wild mushrooms. All that, folks, two for $60. Make your reservation now. Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock, Wyndham Hotel, 3719000. Tell them, tell them, tell Shapur I sent you. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Well, Randy Rainwater is out today. Rick Schaefer, Northwest Arkansas. We've had a great variety of guests today, and we've got one coming up. But we need to tell you, if you'd like to call the show, please do so, 501-661-1037. We'll try and answer your questions. And now it's time for our NFL expert, Chris Turnage. I don't know if we have an intro for you, Chris, or not. But are you there? I don't see him on the phones. Well, I talked to Chris Turnage earlier today, and he assured me that he would be on today <laughs> because we knew that Randy wasn't going to be on, and we had nobody else. So let's just hope that um, let's hope that Chris Turnage is with us shortly. I've got his phone number, so I can text him while I'm talking. Although it's not easy to text and talk at the same time when you're trying to figure out what your next subject may be. There are a lot of NFL things to. Um, talk to Chris about. We will tell you that uh, at 6 o'clock we have got our expert on the Big Buck Classic. Uh, Tommy is going to be with us and then at 6.30 it's going to be Joseph Pinion and Bart Reed's going to join us a little bit after that as well. So uh, all of that coming up. And let's see if I can find um, a phone number to try for Chris. But nonetheless a couple things to talk about. I wanted to bring them up with um, Trey Biddy, uh, because he is a good college football expert. One is that Alabama has named Nick Saban is going to be an advisor. And it's interesting that Matt Zimmerman brought up that had it been up to him, he would not have dismissed um, would not have dismissed Nick Saban quite so quickly. Would have given him a little time to make up his mind. And um, but nonetheless. He didn't do that, so he is going to be an advisor, and he was invi- He was involved with um, the hire of the Washington coach to go to Alabama. So if you want to know that Nick Staben's still there, he tried to assure his football players that he was still going to be around, but obviously that didn't help completely because several of them are in the transfer portal. In fact, it's absolutely amazing for those who want um, for those who want. Alabama to slip a little bit, there's a good chance that that's going to happen because uh, Nick is gone and a lot of those players have transferred uh, to, they're going to transfer to other schools. But that was one thing we were going to talk a little bit about. But the other thing is, and those who have listened to our program for very long know that I am not currently a fan of Florida State. Florida State signed an agreement in 2016 
to um, as a member of the Atlantic Coast Conference to quote to be involved with the, all their conference negotiations on TV and um, you know with the TV packages. Uh, and Chris is dialing in right now, Damon. So you ought to be with us very shortly. Uh, they want to be involved. They they signed the contract, which was a 20-year agreement with ESPN. Now they want to get out of the league. Well, guess what? So they have sued the Atlantic Coast Conference, saying that the ACC didn't negotiate well enough on the TV package, and they're not going to make as much money as the Big Ten or the SEC, which you wouldn't figure they would anyway. And now the ACC is suing Florida State and saying that you signed this contract, and so therefore you should have no voice in any business dealings with the ACC. So in other words, when the ACC makes all their decisions and votes, they don't want Florida State to even vote on it. Pretty interesting. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with the NFL, but Chris, I'm sure glad you're with us tonight. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Rick. Sorry, I'm a few minutes late. That's okay. Okay, so many NFL things going on right now, especially with the coaching searches and everything else. Bill Belichick evidently is going for a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons. Does that mean he's going to be their next coach? I think that's a good indication. Um, I can tell you he's the only one that they've requested a second interview for at this point. I think they've interviewed a total of six, either six or seven people. Um, He's the only one that's uh, been requested for a second interview. Now, some of that is due to timing. Bill Belichick is not on a team, so he's able to do it whenever. Um, Some of the others have restrictions based on um, playoff teams and those kinds of things. So some of that could be a factor of timing. But at the same time, it's a very good indication uh, that, that the two sides are getting closer and closer together. Do the Falcons have enough right now that if he goes in there, he can make the difference in making them a decent team rather than be a rebuild? You know, the Falcons actually have a pretty good roster. Obviously, a glaring uh, situation is their quarterback situation. Uh, They went back and forth between Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke all season. Neither one could really seem to keep the job. Um, But they have a great offensive line. They have a, a good young core of defensive players. Um, and they have some pretty good offensive players. You look at B. John Robinson, um, you know, that was a high draft pick for them last year. So I, I think they do have a good core. The question is, what do they do at quarterback? And, and you kind of look at what uh, Bill Belichick had in New England this year. It's almost the same situation, I feel like. Uh, maybe slightly better in Atlanta. But um, So that's the, that's the question mark. Uh, I heard early on when Bill Belichick and New England decided to part ways that he wanted a roster that he felt like had a lot of talent. Um, but was just underperforming a little bit. That's where he feels like his specialty is. So maybe maybe if, if he takes the Atlanta job, then that's what he's got to feel like, that they've got a good roster that have just been underperforming a little bit. Can he talk Tom Brady out of retirement? <laughs> he probably uh, probably would make a few calls and just check the temperature. Um, but, no, I do know this. You know, Belichick wants to be the all-time wins leader past Shula, and I think he really wants to – Try to win one without Brady so that he can quiet a little bit of the uh, the talk that it was just Brady and not, not mm-hmm. anything to do with Belichick over their dynasty. How high do they draft? Can they could they bring in a quarterback that could be a difference maker, say as quickly as Stroud has been with the with the Texans? You know, I mean, they don't have a, they don't have a top five pick, which, you know, is where you generally if you want one of those premieres, so they could certainly trade up. They have some assets to trade up. Um, or if they see somebody, you know, like uh, J.J. McCarthy, for example, I heard them talking about that earlier with uh, with Pigskin and Joe Franklin. You know, maybe he slides to the middle of the round where they could get somebody like him. Um, so that would be interesting. You know, the only other thing that, that's really intriguing about Atlanta, or not intriguing, but I guess the big question mark would be, you know, they just recently hired their new GM. Arthur Blank hired uh, Terry Fontenot, who came from New Orleans. Fontenot is well-respected in the league. He's He's been... Uh, up for many GM jobs prior to this one. This is his first GM job. But Bill Belichick, in the past, has wanted full control over personnel and everything. And in fact, some crazy stories. Bill Belichick, they said on, on draft day, he just he has his whole staff in there, but he just kind of goes from his little car and he just starts picking um, who he wants. And a couple of years ago, um, you might remember, he actually drafted a long snapper from the Naval Academy in the fourth round. And everybody's like, wow, what are you doing? <laughs> He obviously has close ties to the Naval Academy. And it wasn't, I mean, that, that long snapper turned out to be good. He's still on the team, 
but he says he could have gotten him in the seventh round. And so Bill Belichick likes to have control of that. And so the question is, how much would Bill give up to come to Atlanta after Atlanta's investment into Terry Fontenot? One of the teams that, or uh, one of the coaches that Atlanta evidently has interviewed is Jim Harbaugh. Evidently, he's interviewed with a couple of teams. Is that an indication that he, for sure, is going to go to the NFL? I don't think it is for sure yet. Um, you know, it's interesting. It could be a leverage play. I heard that he's telling Michigan that in order for them to keep him, he'd have they have to put in some type of clause in his contract that um, they wouldn't suspend him. Um, pending some of these other investigations that came out, uh, or they wouldn't uh, dock his pay, or wouldn't he wouldn't lose his job if the NCAA chose to suspend him. And so he could be using these NFL interviews as leverage uh, to Michigan to say, hey, I've got other options. Um, but I, I personally believe he, he does want to explore the NFL option and at least see if that's a fit. So you're right, he's interviewed with two teams, the Chargers, the Falcons. I think the Chargers make much more sense for Harbaugh. He he absolutely wants quarterback. You've obviously got one there, um, in you know with in LA with the Chargers, and that's kind of what Harbaugh would, would fit. So I see him more as a fit with the Chargers. Uh, I've heard the Raiders might make a run at him, but they haven't requested to interview him yet, which is interesting. So I do think Harbaugh wants to at least explore the NFL option a little bit. I think Michigan knows that's an option for him. I don't know that he needs to convince them by interviewing with uh, NFL teams, but anyway, uh, at least he's doing that. Were you surprised in light of uh, Jerry Jones can be a guy that can make some quick decisions that he's already announced that Mike McCarthy will be back? I was a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously there was tons of rampant speculation that Jones was going to fire McCarthy if he lost the first game of the playoffs. Um, but then it was interesting. Jones came back and cited, you know, he's got the best winning history in regular season, uh, winning percentage uh, for Cowboys coaches in regular season, uh, 12-5, 12-5, 12-5. Great. What's his, what's his record in the playoffs? It's 12-5, 12-5, Exactly. Exactly. That's what I almost felt like that was the talking points that McCarthy's camp gave Jerry Jones not to fire him, you know? I mean, that's yeah. what I would do if McCarthy was my client. Yeah. Um, it is really interesting. You've got Bill Belichick available. You've got Pete Carroll available who said he wants to coach. You've got maybe Jim Harbaugh available. Um, you know, and Jerry Jones chooses to, to go back uh, with McCarthy. So, um, and I don't think it's a money issue. There's one year left on McCarthy's deal. Jerry Jones yeah. would not bat an eye at paying one year to get out of that if he wanted to move on. So I truly think he uh, either he believes or he was convinced to believe that McCarthy can, can turn it around in the playoffs. Well, I have to tell you, I don't know if you're a Stephen A. Smith fan or not. There's sometimes I really like him. Sometimes I'm indifferent toward him. But you know his love-hate with the Dallas Cowboys. He really Absolutely. likes Jerry Jones, but he, he he just he can't help himself when it talks to the Cowboys. So evidently today at the press conference, Mike McCarthy says we have a championship program. Stephen A. went nuts. A championship program? That means you win playoff games. How can you call it a championship pro- program? And then he closed his diatribe with saying they are addicted. To being let down. <laughs> now, I don't know if anybody can be addicted to being let down, but it almost seems that way, doesn't it? It does. It, it's it's uh, you know it's very interesting. It seems like it kind of goes to the same cycle, um, you know, with the Cowboys. And, and I was a Tony Romo fan when Tony Romo was there. Uh, yeah, kind of the same thing. Play good, play yep. good in the regular season, and then losing the playoffs. Uh, and it just seems like the Cowboys cannot get over that hump uh, right now to, to make a deep run, go to the NFC Championship game, and, and, uh, and be able to fight it out. Okay. Well, we're talking with Chris Turnage. We'll have another segment with him. If you got an NFL question, 501-661-1037. And we'll be back with more with Chris right after this on Drive Time Sports.
1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. It's a new year, and the new you deserves a new ride. From Guadney Buick GMC, it's tax time. You worked hard all year, you paid in. Now, you need to get paid. Because at Guadney Buick GMC, your refund is going farther than ever before. Call 501-945-4444. Combining current offers, purchase allowances, and cash back with your refund makes it the best time to trade before tax season is over. Stack your tax refund on up to $6,000 purchase allowance on 2023 and 24 GMC Sierra 1500. Equipped with the 5.3 V8. Requires eligible trade. Winter is here. Choose from a lot full of four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive vehicles. You will be approved. So make your New Year's resolution to upgrade your trade at Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's Club. Call 501-945-4444. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Guadney Buick GMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. See dealer for details. It's time for the 42nd Annual Arkansas Marine Expo. Arkansas's premier boat show. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Statehouse Convention Center in Little Rock. Ski boats, bass boats, wake and surf boats, party barges, all on display and at discount show prices. And you could win a new $11,000 Sea Dew Spark personal watercraft. Courtesy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Bradford Marine and ATV, and BRP. $10 for adults, children 12 and under free. Don't miss Arkansas's premier boat show. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Statehouse Convention Center in Little Rock. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a night of heart-pounding action. Pinnacle Fight Night, where warriors become legends. On February 3rd, experience the thrill of professional boxing as top fighters Carlos Nava, 10-0 with six knockouts, and Thomas Candyman Blair, 7-0 with three knockouts, defend their perfect records. At the Maumel Event Center, as fighters from around the U.S. compete for victory, don't miss the chance to be a part of history. Tickets are selling fast, so grab yours today at Eventbrite. Pinnacle Fight Night, where legends are made. Looking for a great place to work how about going to doublebees.com and apply online i mean it is a great place to work each and every morning start my day off right i had the double bees because i want the bean to cup coffee and what that is it is a selected roast that i can grind and then produce a hot and fresh cup of my renoco coffee I can also check out the Renoco Cappuccino. And the great thing about Double B's, they've always got those monthly specials. In a hurry, you can always pay at the pump with your Exxon or Phillips 66 mobile apps at all stores. Be sure and sign up and pay with your Exxon credit card, and you'll get 10 cents off a gallon at the pump. It is at Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. Make it double B's. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports. A presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Chris Turnage is with us now during this segment. Randy Rainwater's off tonight. Okay, Chris, I was one. I I did it. I I bought Peacock to watch the Kansas City game. Is because they had 23 million people watching, and some obviously were already previous subscribers, and 
they were on the NBC affiliates in Kansas City uh, and Miami. But because they had that many watching, which eclipsed some regular season games and at least one playoff telecast last year, is this a trend to come? Are we going to be watching playoff games on Paramount Plus and ESPN Plus in the future? I think so. You know, it was with trepidation, uh, Rick, that I bought Peacock because of that very thing. I, obviously, I wanted to watch the game, and it was a great going to be a great game, I felt like. But then on the flip side, I'm like, man, the more people that watch this, the more that they're going to do it in the future. <laughs> um, and so uh, I, I think absolutely, I think you're going to see kind of more of a pay-per-view type uh, model with some of the some of the games going forward unfortunately um so whether it's on streaming or whether it's truly a pay-per-view event like in the boxing um arena type uh, where you pay you know for just that event uh, i think you're going to see several of those um in the future and and i'm not a huge fan of it but that's that's what's coming i have seen critics write that that is basically the nfl saying to the fan we could care less about what you want and what you care about we care about money, period. You think that's true? I think it's more about we know you're going to watch it anyways, NFL fans. You can <laughs> you might complain about it, but you're going to pay to watch it anyways. I think that's more of the uh, more of the thing. I mean, you got to remember the the TV rights are so valuable. TV companies yep. are paying huge sums of money for this. Uh, streaming companies, TV companies. But the reason they're paying so much is because the eyeball's watching it, you know, and then they can obviously mm -hmm. go sell advertising at a higher rate and whatnot. And so um, I, I think the NFL, it's not necessarily we don't care what you think. I think it's we care, but we know you're going to watch it anyway, so we don't care how you complain afterwards, and, and that's going to be their model. Which basically says we don't care what you think. The, uh, but you're, you've got to deal with <laughs> right. them, so you, you don't need to be saying that. So that's okay. Um, you think you, you think about it. I don't know if you you did this. If you got Peacock, I told Randy. I, Randy didn't find this, but I hit it and it said you can get it for a month for six bucks, or today you can get the whole year for half price. So I went ahead and did that, and so it cost thirty bucks is what it cost me for the whole year. Did you, did you do that? No, I did not. For some reason, that often didn't pop up. Um, yeah. That must be a, a Rick Schaefer special. You know, Randy's got the, the Randy Rainwater specials. That must be a, a Rick Schaefer special. I, I have no specials. Monthly fee. I never get any specials. And But I thought, well, why not? Because if you're going to pay 6 bucks, why not pay 30 That's like you're getting a year for five months. And, you know, they have some other interesting stuff on there. I, I looked into that. So, uh, okay. So which is the better quarterback battle this week? Baltimore and Tech and the Houston Texans or Kansas City and Buffalo. You know, it's interesting. If you would ask everybody, it probably would have been almost unanimous at the beginning of the season. Everybody would have said Kansas City Buffalo, but uh, with the way C.J. Stroud is playing, with the way Lamar Jackson is playing, I mean, I, I think both of them are going to be tremendous quarterback battles. Um, I, I think those they're they're going to be. I think. You know, I've said this before, and sometimes it doesn't work out, but I do think they're going to be two really, really good games. Uh, and I think the AFC games are going to be better than the NFC games. Hmm. Probably so, particularly, I'm sure you, like everybody else, were shocked that Green Bay not beat Dallas, but the way they beat them, and uh, at Dallas's lack of effort until it was 27 to nothing. But people just writing them off completely because San Francisco is so good? I mean, I, I do think San Francisco is going to win. Green Bay surprised a lot of people. They they played so inconsistent throughout the throughout the season. However, Jordan Love is you know first year starting quarterback. He has absolutely played phenomenal the last few weeks, and so he's certainly carrying them. It's interesting. Um, I represent a coach on Green Bay on the Packers team, and we were talking last night, and he said, you know, I don't know. Everybody always says coach talk, and we're going to beat everybody. He's like, I don't know how many people truly thought, if we if we beat San Francisco, truly thought we'd go beat the Cowboys, and if we beat San Francisco, how many people truly thought that was possible? Um, because that's the that's running the gauntlet, and like you said, the way the way they beat Dallas. So, I mean, you just have, you just have two kind of. With Tampa Bay, they're up and down. They could play a, they could lay an egg or play decent. You know, Green Bay could play decent, lay an egg. I just feel like the AFC is going to be a little yeah. bit more uh, guaranteed, better games. Sure. So when you look at that, and I'm assuming the slots are determined by which networks have which games, but we've already seen a Correct. weekend with horrible weather. Why would they put Buffalo on at night, uh, knowing that that's probably going to be the coldest site 
of the last four games, why would they do that? Is it strictly because of which network has that game in their time slot? Yeah, I mean, network, and then, yeah, they got the primetime game, that network, and so they that's what happened there, but that's exactly right, Rick, uh, because of the, the, the network. Now, they'll probably you know, speak, feel like... Speaking of horrible weather... I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of horrible weather, I don't know if you saw the, the, the press conference moment where one of the reporters asked Todd Bowles how, he, how his team's going to handle the weather in Detroit. And he said, well, it's a dome, so walking on and off the bus will probably be okay. And uh, I, I just thought that was uh, comical there, but uh, sorry, sorry to change topics. No, that is funny. No, I think that uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be like Miami going to Kansas City, is it? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Can you imagine if Dallas had won? Detroit going to Dallas this weekend. You've got, obviously, head coach used to play for Dallas. I mean, all of that would be a monster ratings game, but obviously it didn't happen. Well, and for TV purposes, and again, like you say, people are going to watch the NFL regardless. They have to sink a little bit when Dallas gets eliminated because there are a lot of Cowboy lovers and a lot of Cowboy haters out there that watch them. Absolutely. uh, Obviously, they're not going to be involved. Okay, so you're the guy, you're the GM, maybe you're Bill Belichick, and you've traded up, and you've got one of the first two picks in the draft. Who do you like better, Drake May or Jaden Daniels? Or what about Caleb Williams? you got Caleb Williams, uh, who's well, I, potentially I, yeah, number one overall. I, maybe he um, is, but, but okay, so he's the number one overall, so the Bears take him. So let's say you get the second pick. Maybe so, although Caleb Williams wasn't as good this year as he was the year before, so we'll see. I agree. I agree. I mean, me personally, I I have question marks about Caleb Williams, you know, just how he's already talking like, you know, he wants ownership of the team that drafts. Oh, my gosh. You know, saying stuff like that is a a little far out. Um, I like Drake May a lot. Um, I also like Jaden Daniels. I wasn't high on Jaden Daniels coming into the season. I'll be the first to admit that. I think he showed tremendous improvement um, on his accuracy. And what you see is NFL teams now really do like that model of the the mobile quarterback because it puts so much pressure on defenses. Um, so you know that, that that's a tough a tough question, Rick. Uh, asking without going through their interviews and really digging in, but uh, just based on. On what I've seen, I would probably lean slightly towards Drake May, but not much. I do I do think Jaden Daniels has come on. Well, you do like the mobile quarterback. I, when I, anytime I watch Buffalo, and, and I don't watch them all the time, I'm thinking, if it's third and eight, does Josh Allen ever get tackled before he makes at least ten yards? That guy is amazing. <laughs> he is, and he's big, and he's fast, uh, but I, I agree with you, Rick. He's, I mean... He's a big quarterback that can lower his head if he needs to, but he's also agile, you know, uh, from side to side quickness. And so I agree. In third and eight, third and seven, third and six, he is uh, he is very very difficult to stop. And that seventy five yard run or whatever it was the other day in the game was incredible, um, you know, and, and showed off his speed. And that's why I know you're talking about the AFC games because Kansas City and Baltimore have quarterbacks who are just as capable of doing the same thing. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it'll be great matchups. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for your insight as always. Thanks for being with us tonight. Hope you have a pleasant weekend. That's Chris Turnage. Thanks, Rick. Have a good one. We're going to be back to talk about the Big Buck Classic, which is coming up a week from this weekend when we return on Drive Time Sports. Right now at Fort Thompson's, Grand Refuse 3.0 Waiter, $239.99. Avery Breathable WC Waiter, $239.99. Federal Blue Box 12-Gaze 3-Inch Number 2s, $149.99. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. It's the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oakland, January 26th to the 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Featuring rattles.